We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Well, we're rolling twice then. Two times the rolling. <laughs> Two times. <laughs> Devoured. Welcome back. Nada Grande Outdoors podcast. Uh, the COVID session. COVID session. <laughs> right. Six feet of separation. Six. We're, we're, <laughs> if we didn't have video evidence, <laughs> say we're definitely The video, okay, just edit the that. video shrinks, edit that. the video shrinks like three feet, right? Right, right. And, and it adds 10 pounds. Right. Shrinks three feet, adds 10 pounds. That's I like right. It. The camera adds 10 pounds. Huh? How many cameras do we have? 72 on me, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have Dave Stambaugh back. We're going to talk about small game. We did a podcast uh, we, previously this year for Waterfowl. We did. We, we got to come up with a cool nickname for Dave. I mean, we got Gear Junkie Jerry. Um, um, so we're going to have to come up with His name is a, NM Duck Boy. Yeah. Well, the, you know, hashtag Instagram, you know, <laughs> NM Duck Boy. <laughs> Follow, take a look. But, uh. Well, that's um, a bummer. What's happening, Dave? Not much, guys. It's good to see you. Yeah. Good yeah. to see you again. Yeah. Um. Wearing the same same clothes I was wearing last time we were here. Fortunately, I've taken a shower and changed since then. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you can't tell? Huh. Um, yeah. So we're going to go through small game, uh, the small game booklet. But first, we wanted to shout out a reminder about what? What, what do people need to be watching out for? Oh, so if if you're uh, subscribed to the, the the Game and Fish email list, mm-hmm. you got an email about the draw deadline, and and uh, you're probably freaking out. You thought it was something about big game, but it's not freaking out, man. Yeah, it's a uh, it's about um, youth and adult pheasant and sandhill crane. So um, actually, there's there's youth only uh, sandhill crane as well. So all all of you who did not draw in the big game, you can still go hunting. Yes, you can. I, yeah. And we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that even more so here in a second. Um, But 5 p.m. August 19th. Oh, we got a few few days. I'm sorry. That's got a few days. Yeah, yeah, you got a month or so. Less Uh, than that, but yeah, pretty close. Um, So Wednesday, 5 p.m. August 19th. So basically, there's a uh, a Bernarder Youth Only Hunt uh, for pheasant. There's a WS Huey uh, Wildlife Management Area Youth Hunt for pheasant uh, in December. And then there's a WS Huey um, WMA Hunt for pheasant, which is open to all applicants. And then in the crane side, you have the Estancia Valley Hunt, mm-hmm. uh, the Middle Rio Grande uh, Valley Hunt. Actually, there's what there's four or five of those, I guess five. And then the Middle Rio Grande Valley Youth Only and then the southwestern, which is there's two hunts for that, and those are usually down by uh, Crucis, um, Hatch, all the way out like, so the, towards the, Deming. The lower Rio Grande flyway right. corridor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we can talk about why they do that. So it's it's kind of like dark geese, you know, middle Rio Grande dark geese hunt is only a week long, and you're about like two, and um, we're still waiting on this year's. You know, proclamation to to figure out exactly what that is. 
but the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service does the same thing with cranes, and they say that you know they've they've identified a certain population of cranes that they want to study more closely. They call it the Rocky Mountain population of greater sandhill cranes. And so anywhere in the state where there might be wintering greater sandhill cranes, they're gonna. That's why they're doing the draw hunts for them. Um, they want to limit the harvest, and they also want to study further those things. But like the dark geese, Middle Oregon Valley is very restricted. The rest of the state, you know, we talked about Pacific and Central Flyway last time. Yeah. Um, you know, so you know, with dark geese, it's you know, you could anywhere else besides the Rio Grande Valley, you could shoot you know three to five depending on where you are a day uh it's the same thing with cranes so they're studying you know the rocky mountain population of greater sandhill cranes um we have a really big population of lesser sandhill cranes especially out in the eastern part of the state so from oh shoot from you know clayton sometimes all the way down uh roswell carlsbad the mm-hmm. whole pecos you know side yeah. and in that texas border um has a ton of like lesser sandhills and so you can hunt those during regular waterfowl season. You don't have to draw for those. You don't have to put in for that draw on August nineteenth. You just have to have a, Step you know, a, you know, small game license, you know, general hunting license, and hmm. you know, um, the waterfowl. Uh, actually, for sandhill crane, you don't need a waterfowl. Oh. You don't need a federal duck stamp. They oh. don't fall under. Mine. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, but you you for. still need That's a you know for. a hamav and uh, and a habitat stamp if you're going to hunt on BLM or forest service or whatever so um but yeah so that's why the draw is is for that state you know for that middle part of the state so um august 19th 5 p.m cool if you're interested in that um you know jump right in a small game because it's the gateway drug <laughs> you know that's what we call it squirrel. it's 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 a gateway drug so lots of squirrels you, you know we, <laughs> yes we, you know the the Part of this draw is is it you know all these youth only hunts yeah and I think that that's a perfect place for youth you know to start hunting mm-hmm. um, you know I think we even talked about this last time talked about it a little bit I think you know pe- people posting on Facebook I didn't draw yeah I can't hunt this year yeah and that's like one of my to me that's that's like one of my pet peeves I'm yeah like, what are you talking about right well you and, and you're talking about the youth and. The small game is is a really good way to get into that because how how do you teach your kids to start out with it in the beginning? You don't put a three hundred wind mag on the shoulder and and just go start shooting. Mm. What do you start yeah. out with? Yeah, small game. Start out with point. we start out with a twenty two. You start out with a 20 gauge or a mm. four ten or anything like that. Yep. And those are great tools to use for small game. Those are great things to start getting their confidence up and getting mm-hmm. their accuracy and their skills to where they need to be and obviously you're not going to do all that stuff on the range you need to have some practical infield um, experience and and the small game is a great way to do that because you're going to experience those things that later in life you'll experience in the in the big game realm all the um, the weather the the -hmm. natural forces that come into play and so it's yeah. a great way to get youth you started, and it's so much easier to get into. Right, you can almost go almost go year round. Right. Yeah. Well, and you know, and from a licensing standpoint, it's a lot easier, right? Yeah. There's, there's no draw, and it's yeah. cheap. But to me, I think one of the big things is, um, 
you know, when you're small game hunting and you're learning how to hunt, and small game hunting, it's okay to make a mistake. You yeah, I can I mean? blow everything out. You know, I mean, you know, if 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 you go straight in a big game, you know, big game hunting, and you have that, you know, that bull or that cow or mm-hmm. you know whatever it is that you're hunting, and you make a mistake, that can be detrimental to your hunting experience. Yep. You know, but when you know if you're hunting, you know, squirrels or or grouse or you know cranes or you know pheasant, mm-hmm. and, and you make a mistake, um, it's not that detriment, you know detrimental because you're going on to the next. Yeah. You know, you're going on the next bird. Well, not only, wanna, not only that, but you think about the the odds uh, of getting something because they these animals are smaller for the mm-hmm. most part. Cranes are fairly big, but yeah. these animals are smaller. They're in the sky, they're they're going to have a smaller range. They're going to have less demands on the habitat, so there's going to be more of them on the habitat. You just right. think about rabbits. I mean, they're not they're not game species, right? But think about that. How many rabbits do you see in mm-hmm. a quarter mile walk? Yeah. yeah. In your and, backyard. And, you know, a great thing about, like, squirrels, uh, I mean, they're like you said, they're great for kids. It's a great tool to get kids out in the forest and to get them to um, begin hunting. But for for adults, too, um, even particularly adult onset hunters, it's a great way to practice your woodsmanship, to mm-hmm. practice stalking animals, spotting mm-hmm. animals, still hunting through the forest. You know, all of those skills you're still honing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're hunting squirrels, absolutely in a much more forgiving environment, like right. you said, um, yeah, because it's not the my... end of the world if you if you bust a 200 inch squirrel out of there, right? <laughs> right. You know, trophy squirrels. You know, I think one of my my favorite memories. Um, you know, it was not drawing for elk when you know when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. you know my older brother and my dad, and you know a lot of the friends did, and but we still had elk camp. Yeah, you know, and our job was you know. My dad still bought us a – back then they called it a small game license, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and he would buy us that license. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, okay, we're going to you know, get on the horses and we're going to go up this mountain. Um, you know, you kids, you know, we were you know, middle school, you know, early teenage years. You know, here's the 22s. Yeah. You know, go get us some – and everybody's heard this term, go get us some camp meat. Yep. Yeah. You know, and so, we, we would so go shoot a bears and it's, grouse. It's funny because uh, you guys probably had a very – different definition of camp meat than than a lot of the new mexico families i knew growing up yeah rodney can attest to this mm-hmm. right well but yeah, think that's I, a great that's a great way to mix the two disciplines and again provide right. a little bit of camp meat, right. a little and, bit of and, variation and, and we were you know we were still hunting yeah you know the yeah. kids that were more prone to make mistakes yeah um we I, were still hunting while they were you know uh Squirrel, sidetrack, if you will. <laughs> Come on. Um, <laughs> it's going to go all night. Squirrel. All right. night. Squirrel. Squirrel. Well, we do it all the time anyway. But, um, you know, you mentioned drawing as a kid, and I don't want to get off on, on too much of a sidetrack on this. But but you're going to. I'm going to. Um, I don't remember. It, so when did the draw come into place? So I know it's I know it's been depends. for elk it, it for depends. a long time. Yeah, it depends, depends on the species. Uh, on right? species. Well, I know when I started hunting, just, you could just purchase a deer license. Within you didn't have within to draw probably one. the last I would say within the last twenty years is is the the across the state statewide general yeah. draw yeah. came into being. So it used to be by some units you yes, have to draw for, some and some units you could do counter. over the counter yeah. for elk and deer. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's elk, elk has never been over the counter here. No, um, it is. There are certain places where it is now yeah. for private property. Yeah, not, not for but uh, but anyway, the, the point I was trying to make is, you know, even when I was a kid, 
you know, and you could buy over-the-counter deer. We still had to put in for elk, and we still had to put in for, uh, and we and we still put in for um, the youth hunts that they used to have on the missile range um, at Salinas and um, the bombing range, Oshkara. Mm-hmm. And we never drew those tags. So we, we put in for them all the eligible youth years that what we had. What species was that for? Mule deer. Okay. Um, it, was, it was, they had some great big deer out there. Um, my uncle worked out there on the missile range. Um, and you knew a lot of the country out there. So he put me and my cousins in for that hunt every year. And we never drew it. Never drew Salinas, never drew Oscura. They rotated it. One year it was youth Oscura. One year it was youth Salinas. Um, and we never drew it. And we didn't draw elk a lot. Um, we started drawing elk quite a bit when I was probably about 16. And we drew it, like, for archery a lot. Because back then, archery hunting wasn't as big a deal as it is now. Right. A lot of people have went to archery hunting yeah, because it's all they had back in your day draw. was, you know, the longbows with the... Yeah, exactly. With, with, with the obsidian <laughs> arrowheads. But the, the kind of the point that I was trying to make is I never got disappointed when we didn't draw that's a new thing for people to get so disappointed about because i knew i'm still going to go squirrel hunting i'm still going to go rabbit Mm -hmm. hunting i'm still Mm going to go hunt some quail and granted we had over-the-counter deer back then but you know i knew these things and so i didn't worry as much when i didn't draw those deer tags well i think it's also a little bit of Big game hunting, particularly elk and and mule deer, to some extent, has gained some somehow gained this prominence that it's the thing to do. Um, whereas I think you look you look further back, um, maybe your time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch it! Shots fired. We just talked about that. <laughs> But you look further back, and I don't think, again, I think the disappointment wasn't there because um, back then, if you were out in the woods, you were hunting whatever there was yeah. to hunt. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we be kind of become hunt snobs yeah. in, a, in a sense, you know, and and not necessarily my, myself because I kind of got into hunting a little bit later, but um, that's – that's kind of some of the stuff that you see on Facebook. I didn't, well, I, I didn't draw, so I, I can't go hunting this year, like you were talking about. Right, and well, and also I think social media in general plays into that. I mean, how many people have you, and we were joking about it earlier, but I mean, right. how many people you know do you see you know posing with a you know a trophy squirrel or you right. know a trophy grouse? You know, it's that you know it's it's not the thing yeah. you know to yeah. do. You know, it, when you get on Instagram, you know, you're looking for you know. <laughs> the big the grip and grin. Yeah, grip you know, and you're looking for, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so people are, you know, and it's maybe not, that, maybe not, that's part of it. It's I, not I don't glamorous. know. I'm, it's not, I'm not a, uh, you know, sociology, you know, person, but maybe that, maybe that's part of it. You I mean, know, I mean, small sure game it, is kind of ignored because there's not that, I'm sure you know, that, it has that prestige and that attaboy it. to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure it has something, uh, something to do with it. There's no doubt you know, about the, that. You know, the likes and, and loves, you know, but the likes and loves. How many hearts can you get? Um, but as I've as I've kind of progressed in my hunting career, again, don't know everything, just uh, learning as we go and having fun doing it. I look at how many 
not knowing kind of about all these opportunities, um, I look at, man, how many years have I lost right. not going out and just having fun doing, doing plinking, plinking, hunting. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I really credit my father in that respect. I mean, it, it was always, you know, there, there's something to do, you know, there's something yeah. to harvest. There's something, you know, in the woods, you know, whether it's, you know, acorns, pinions or squirrels or, you know, yeah. whatever it happened to be, you know, it was never about just, oh, well, you know, we didn't get an elk tag this year. So yeah. we're just going to sit at home and twiddle our thumbs. There, it was, yeah. it was never that. Yeah. You know, rain, snow, mud, whatever. We, I, we're out there doing something. And I think for us, it was more, it was more not, not the, uh, not that we didn't want to do it or, or we didn't know about it because we were fairly comfortable, fairly self-sufficient living out on on the ranch like we did mm-hmm. we d- we didn't really think about going out to get squirrel because we had beef in the freezer well, yeah type of thing that's so true. yeah that's true. yeah and now we try and you know <clears throat> we've got plenty of wild game in the freezer yeah i've got uh you know we're coming up on hunting season um it's fixing the antelope season starting to kick off followed by deer and elk and all of that stuff um and i've still got plenty of meat from two years ago Mm-hmm. you know plus last year's meat um so i'm not hurting for that meat but you stop to think about it you know if you've got a little less elk in the freezer a little less deer in the freezer you got a little bit more room for some quail mm-hmm. well, and quail's well, delicious and, <laughs> and i've heard the argument of you know i can take one shot and you know fill my freezer you know as opposed to you know having to you know shoot all of these you know animals to you know fill the freezer um, mm-hmm. but you know, to me, a lot of it is is the experience. Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, so you got you know you got quail hunting. I mean, you you're hunting behind a good dog. Quail hunting. I mean, that that's an entirely different experience. Yeah. And so at that point, yes, it's well, filling the freezer, but it's well, let's, you know, let's it's being let, out there and doing. Let's it. be honest. If if that's if that's what you're you're doing, uh, out hunting is filling the freezer, and you're not you know getting big game or anything like that. Let's be very honest. Hmm. You're doing it in a very inefficient manner. Right. You better be right. out there every you, day. Yeah, you. And <laughs> you even then, be. you're spending money on fuel. You're spending money no, on that. This you and know that what? That's absolutely other. true. So I'm, I'm not true. saying that that you know it should go away or or that that it's better just to go buy your food from from the grocery store no. because it's the experience that we're talking yeah. about. There will always yeah. be that hunter instinct where yeah, you know, you know. You, you take that animal, whether it's a squirrel or whether it's an oryx, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you take that squirrel and you're making squirrel and dumplings at night. That, that, that to me is, you know, the essence of that, not just, you know, filling your freezer. It's the, you know, experience of going out and getting it and then producing yeah. it, harvesting it, producing it into something that, that you use. I yeah. Mean, that's, the skills that you pick up, the time mm-hmm. that you spend, you know. Like, and that's a big thing for us right now is time with the kids. Time with the kids. Yeah. That's a yeah. great Un, uninterrupted time with your kids where they don't have mm-hmm. some electronic in their face or TV or something like right. that. One on one, yeah, you know, and you're gonna you're gonna be dealing with that soon. Yes, um, you're I'm, dealing with that now. I'm, yeah, I'm, and and, and I've dealt yeah. with that since I'm the old guy of the group, <laughs> right? And, you know, and I've dealt with that, you yeah. know, in the past. Yeah, I'm kicking off right now. I'm, you know, last year Maggie had her first deer hunt. Uh, we took her turkey hunting the year before that. Jackson's fixing to be coming up. You know, I'll put him through hunter safety this coming year. 
and um, a lot of my hunting time is going to become their hunting time. Mm-hmm. But that's what it's about. That's, you're, you're not going to regret that. No, no, not I can even tell you a little firsthand. bit. I, I know. Um, I'm a pretty good planner. Yeah, I've <laughs> he heard. does it well. I've heard. So I've listened I, to the podcast. Now <laughs> I, I, I have to. It, it's fun. I, I yeah, I, I enjoy it. So. Now, getting, now he's got double, tri- triple the work. Right, yeah. <laughs> so picking all of Maggie's hunts and my hunts and 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 then our hunt it forward hunts and then cross-referencing them all and putting them on the calendar to make sure that they all fit within the time frame. You know, I don't want to draw this hunt if I have Maggie's hunt. So it's fun. But it's it now it's a consideration. Now when I'm hunting, mm-hmm. okay, well, the only choice for Maggie is this date. So I can't put any in for any hunts for me right. on that date i gotta right. move it i got i gotta do something else because maggie has to do this yeah you know and then there's going to be jackson and that it's going to be even harder That's... because i'm i'm a i'm a one-on-one kind of guy yeah. i'm not going to take maggie and jackson unless it's squirrel hunting quail hunting or something like that if it's deer hunting yeah. or something like that it's going to be taking maggie and then yeah. i'm taking jackson well, and I, you make a really good point there because when we're when we're talking about recruitment, we're talking about you know recruiting new hunters and and retaining those hunters. You know, small game becomes you know that that funnel for them because, like you said, you know it's one on one if you're taking somebody deer hunting or elk hunting or something. But if you're, you know, if you're taking people pheasant hunting, quail hunting, you know, we're we're talking, you know, ten. You know, ten people on that field, and ten people on that field. You know, mm-hmm. you you re- really can expand the number of people that you can, you know, yep. involve in the experience. Sure. Yeah. That you can't do, you know, when you're when you're stalking a single animal. Um, you know, at, I think that's what's cool about the the Bernardo youth youth hunt, um, the WSUE, you know, mm-hmm. um, pheasant hunts that they have. I mean, they're they're literally, um, and it's usually conservation officers that are that are running the actual hunt. Yeah. And they'll actually, you know, you'll have 20 kids out there at once. Yeah. So when, when you see in the draw that it's, you know, I'm probably totally misquoting the exact number of licenses, but let's say it's 20, right? Yeah. That's all on the same day or, you know, the same weekend. So, you know, you're exposing that many people to that hunt at the same time, which you cannot do. Um, You know, I've, you know, I've not tried. without not without a significant amount of input investment in time, people's time, volunteer yeah. time, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You got to have I mean, in order to get that many people into big game hunting. Um, well, I, t- I mean, would... I'll, I'll tell you what. On you know the other side of the coin, you know, being um, I don't know, a, 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 somewhat of a guide or you know a mediocre guide. A t- <laughs> A two-on-one, <laughs> you know, even if it was a cow hunt, you know, a two-on-one cow hunt. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's very difficult. You know, and so that's the other, spe- you know, aspect of small game that's super cool. Yeah. Um, we hunt it forward. It's, it's been fun. So with that, you know, we always, there's two of us. There's me and Kyle. Mm-hmm. And we take two people. But really what it is, is it's a two-on-one. It's me and Kyle with one hunter. We get right. one done, and then we take the other. Of course, the other one's there and following along. But mm-hmm. um, it's been and, very and I'm not discounting yeah. those experiences at all. No, absolutely Please, oh, please no. don't get me wrong. I no. mean, because oh, that's no. incredible. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a lot of fun, but it, it takes work. You know, like when when Kyle's kids become of age, you know, mine coming of age first. He's been there with me for Maggie's first turkey hunt, for Maggie's first deer hunt. It's been mm-hmm. the two of us together taking them. You know, and when his kids come of age, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the two of us taking them. Well, and hopefully it'll be your kids also. Yeah, absolutely. In and- absolutely, and then eventually it's going to be just all of us hunting together as a family. It's it, it's a cool thing. It's, and this is where well, it starts, honestly, right here, small that game. That is pretty much the essence of yeah. hunting in, in general. Yeah. You know, whether it's small game or whether it's big game yeah. or whatever it is. So what got – I mean, you you said you credited your dad to getting, getting you into small game. Do you remember the first thing that you hunted? Um, it actually was squirrel. squirrel. I mean, I know we're squirrel. talking about – No, squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. You know, we're talking about that. So um, for my 12th birthday, um, after I took Hunter Ed, uh, in Los Alamos, my dad bought me a Ruger 1022. Nice. nice. And of course, you know, it's got a little, you know, 10 round mag in it. And I remember mowing lawns um, at 12 years old so that I could buy the 30 round mag for it. The original GoFundMe, right? Yeah, the original <laughs> GoFundMe. Yeah. And so, um, you know, my my older brother, he's five years older than me. Uh-huh. And, you know, you know, very responsible at the time. Um, you know, so my dad hands us 22s and, you know, we were raised in Los Alamos, so it wasn't that long, you know, that far of a trip. My brother, you know, was old enough to drive and we would just go up, um, you know, in our favorite Canyon and, you know, just, just walk the roads and shoot squirrels, um, got them, skin them and, and take them home. And that was like my first, you know, small game experience. There you go. Um, you know, we take, I, I had a border collie and we just, you know, go walk the roads and, and, uh, you know, my dad was really adamant about, you know, don't shoot everything that moves, right? Don't shoot a chipmunk cause we're not going to use a chipmunk, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't, you know, don't shoot some, you know, rabbit in the, in the middle of the summer because, you know, fleas, you know, so, you know, there was a lot of direction there. And, you know, told us exactly, you know, exactly yep. what to do. And, and he trusted us to do it. And we would, br- we would bring those home. Um, my mom is a saint, by the way. I think I told you guys. <laughs> yeah. She's an absolute saint. But my mom would cook anything that we brought as long as it was field dressed and skinned. There you go. She would cook anything. Yeah. So, you know, that was kind of the, you know, the small game experience. And it's cool because it starts, you know, small game, grouse, squirrel, all that starts September 1st. Yeah. You know, so before, you know, we're getting into the, you know, if we happen to draw a rifle elk tag that year, you know, whatever we were as kids, before we got into that, we were already kind of like, you know, out in the woods and, yeah, and, uh, you know, refreshing our, it's already, you know, our you skills. Get and, the, the fall hunting vibe going at the yeah, beginning of September. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. My first. We really got off on a squirrel, didn't we? Yeah. Well, we're going to do a lot of that today. Um. When we were kids, um, we had a cool upbringing. You know, we, uh, Uncle Lonnie brought home horses off the missile range, and that's what we learned to ride on, was in wild-ass feral wow. horses. And during the summer, that's what we'd do. We'd jump on our horses, and we'd hit the desert. And we would camp out, and we would shoot rabbits and quail and whatever, you know, um, and and that's what we did as kids, it, and it was so much fun. Um, and 
as kids in deer camp when the adults were hunting deer. That's what us kids did. Mm-hmm. We grabbed our twenty twos, little shotguns, and we hit the forest and we shot squirrel. You mm-hmm. know, and that's that's what those are a lot of my first memories of hunting. Um just to be a part of it, you know, just to be in deer camp and you know, the the men are out hunting and us kids that's what we did. We let's be like the men. Let's grab our guns and let's go Absolutely. bring home some bacon. <laughs> bring home some bacon. Squirrel bacon. <laughs> right. Gotta have a lot of squirrels. A lot of squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean we can talk about what else is included yeah. know, when we when we talk about, you know, the small game proclamation. I think we talked last you know, yep. last time of why this supplement comes out, you know, so much later. And it's because, you know, the migratory bird stuff is included in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many species in the small game proclamation that are managed by the state, not by, you know, not by the feds. And we've touched on them, of course, squirrel. Yeah. Um, uh, grouse. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, you know, any upland bird is going to be in there. Yep. Um, quail, pheasant. Quail, pheasant. Grouse, um, dove, dove, but dove are migratory birds, mm-hmm. so you need the migratory bird stamp or and the hip. The, and the, the, hip. Yeah. Um, the one thing that that is new actually is the Eurasian collared dove, and that Correct. one actually you can you can shoot with a pellet gun. Yeah, there's so, no and and they're it's it's funny. I'm not sure. Maybe you can explain this a little bit more. So they're still a managed species, right? Yes. By the state, but they're unlimited bag limit. They're, you know, January first through December thirty first at midnight, right? Yeah. So they're, you know, so they're 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 year round, and the far, you know, the 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 method, the method um, of take is the method of take is is pretty liberal as far as you know, pellet, shotgun, quick. Uh, um, so we got two that live behind the house here that you know, have been meaning to kind of making a stew. Quick side note here, Kyle. Yeah. Squirrel. Squirrel. Um, you said it's a managed animal. Yep. You have to have a license for it. Yep. Yep. Does it qualify for state land hunting? Yep. There you go. There you go. That's yeah. all, it's like a, 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 another one of those uh, that, yeah, you could access state land there you go. year-round mm-hmm. yep. with that. Yeah. Well, you know, we we'd talked about that previously. We had. And and there's another great oh, reason. Oh, oh, you mean with with state land access? Yeah, people exactly. saying it's not. You don't. Need well, well yeah, for, you, you for can only hunt. You have to have a valid license during an open season. During an open season. Well, raising collar doves are open season exactly. all year um, long. Right. It's it's not like a rabbit or a coyote that's just unmanaged. Yeah. yeah. See, and those don't, still those a managed don't, yeah, species. Those, are those species. Those don't count. So right. Like there's access. another there's yeah. another animal that you can use. Sounds to... like another podcast. <laughs> we actually did that podcast. Yes, we did. We <laughs> but did, did. we did not have that in there, so no. So um, unsquirrel, unsquirrel, unsquirrel. <laughs> uh, just just to give you guys heads up, uh, you know, you need to read the the small game rule and info booklet. But if you're looking for legal sporting arms, like I said. The Eurasian collared doves are the the only ones that you can shoot with the pellet gun. Everything else uh, can be taken with shotguns, muzzle-loading shotguns, firing shot, right? Bows, crossbows. Um, let's see, grouse and squirrels may be taken with shotguns, firing shot, muzzle-loading mm-hmm. shotguns, rim fires, rim fire, correct? Muzzle-loading firearms. 
uh, bows, crossbows, and compressed air gun firing pellets. So also squirrels and grouse can be taken with pellets, apparently. I think they changed that since the last I saw it. I think they changed that two years ago. Was it two years ago? Oh, actually, that yeah. So the, the previous proclamation before this one. Right. So the the 2021 not out yet, obviously. Right. Um, yeah, so the year previous to this this uh well that would that would, ma- that would make sense with some of the changes that they made to the big game legal method of take um yeah. stuff so yeah yeah i mean um yeah so they 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 kind of made it official you know rim fires you know is fine for grouse um you know which makes it i don't know it depends on how you like to hunt yeah um if you like flushing birds then you know i'm going to take the 28 gauge and i'm going to shoot you know grouse with the 28 as flushing birds and I'm going to shoot squirrel with a 28. Yeah. Um, almost, you know, I, I use the exact same load. Yeah. You know, cause it's, it's not really destroying any meat that way. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people though, who, you know, would rather, um, not shoot grouse on the flush. And I don't know if you've ever hunted grouse before. Um, they're not, they're not the brightest. And they're not know, the easiest to hunt, um, when they flush because of the terrain they're typically in right very right. thick you know spruce, grouse grouse are country grouse are you know ninety five hundred ten thousand foot to so, timberline kind of birds yeah so if you're not from new mexico we have the blue grouse we don't have any sage grouse or anything like that and so right. well that, blue is also called roughed grass rough grass yeah. yeah and so we don't have sage we don't have um uh, sharp tail we right. don't have any of those in and New so Mexico. and so where you're hunting them is in in high alpine areas correct and typically they flush about three feet from your face while you're on mm-hmm. a fresh horse yeah. oh well yes <laughs> <laughs> we am um you know it, it's it's fun my my lab is a retriever she's she's not a pointer mm-hmm. um but she still has a nose right yeah. and i think grouse is really fun with her because she's not She's not going in and pointing grouse, and like you said, they're always you know three feet in front of your face. So the dog's kind of out in front, and she smells them, and she'll go right to them, and then they'll flush. Yeah, and that's that's a great way to hunt them. Yeah, um, some people prefer to you know go and find them and have them flush. And like I said, grouse aren't a, you know particularly smart. They're going to pretty much for the most part they're going to go to the closest tree, and the closest limb, and they're going to land and sit there. Yeah, and they're either going to sit there and look at you. Yeah. Um, but grouse a lot of times will actually get in the tree and see you and then literally turn around on the branch and look the other direction <laughs> thinking, oh, well, I don't see them. They don't see me. Nice. So you can't see me. <laughs> can't yeah. They're not exactly, like I said, they're not the, the sharpest tool on the shed. <laughs> um, so a lot of people prefer to hunt them with, you know, with rimfire because, you know, once they flush, they're, well, I can't say all the time because sometimes they'll just fly down the ridge and they'll be gone. Um, but you know, oftentimes uh, they're not uh, very far. Yeah. Oftentimes they'll, they won't fly far. They'll go up and land in a tree. You can walk up underneath them and harvest them that way. And and that's a very effective way to do it. I'm not, I'm not opposed, you know, or, you know, saying that one way is better than the other. Um, it just, you know, depends on what you prefer. And so that's why they put it in the proclamation that way is, is, you know, rimfire shotgun, um, all those, all those methods are legal. Yep. So we went grouse hunting. We did. You did. Um, yep. A year or two ago? A couple years? Two years ago, I think. Two years ago. Uh, big air quotes, grouse hunting. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Another, another, well, yeah, we were. Um, we took Rempire. Mm-hmm. Um, another good reason to go uh, grouse hunting because 
we basically used it as a scouting tool. Um, True. We had an area that we wanted to go scout for elk, mm-hmm. um, but you were not allowed to unless you know, mm. what, two weeks before the hunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got our small game license and went grouse hunting yeah. in the area that we were going to hunt elk. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Didn't whether, do as much yeah. good, but. Yeah. No, we well, didn't see any grouse. You, you, you want to talk about a squirrel. Um, so I've actually gone um, with the, you know, express purpose of hunting grouse um, and have done so. Uh, but when you go to the small game, you know, rib, yep. you'll you'll notice that first archery mm-hmm. um, and grouse and squirrel and dove open on the same day. Mm-hmm. And so here we are, and um, I won't name any names, but I was actually with a conservation officer on his days off. And here we are in a wildlife management area. Um, we hiked six miles up um, to get to that. You know, we're talking about, you know, those grouse being grouse at hunter. that elevation. Yeah. We hike six miles up with dogs and shotguns and we get into the grouse and we're shooting and lo and behold, um, within that general area, no safety concerns, mind you, but within that general area were some archery elk hunters. Mm-hmm. We had the same thing. <laughs> and they were very, very upset with us. They were. Yep. Yeah, we actually had... Uh, we, we ran into the exact same thing. We, well, we weren't shooting. Had we had the no, opportunity... No, we, we were shooting shotguns, had I mean, the, a had, lot. Had, had we had, had the we opportunity, seen a grouse, we I mean, would we, have. You know, we, we both yeah. killed limits of grouse. I mean, so, yeah. you know, we're talking... We yeah. each shot at least, you know, 10 times. We, we would yeah. have had we seen any grouse, but <laughs> we actually got reported to the local game warden mm-hmm. because we uh, were in there with the rim fires during uh, archery season. Uh, yep. and we're Well, we were shooting s- shotguns. Yeah, we're shooting. You know, he had a twenty, and I had a twenty-eight. I mean, we're blasting. I mean, just you know, lighting up the forest with shotgun fire. Yeah, and uh, we had some very, very upset archery hunters. Yeah, yeah. Just tell them, welcome to public land. Welcome to public land. Right, welcome to public land. You know, proclamation. We start on the same day. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I want to hunt grouse. Yeah, yeah. One does not take precedent over the other. So that's that's fact. Well, some people might think that elk are more important than grouse. They do. They do. Absolutely. Hence the reason for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, moving along. We talked about Eurasian collar dove. Um, Yeah. Year year round on them. Year round on them. So, April 1st through March 31st. Remember these? Oh, license year. License year starts in one year and ends in another year. Mm -hmm. Um, This year will be 2021. March 31st, 2021 will be the end of that. We don't, you don't. When we say year round, that's what we mean. It's just as, oh, as, you don't as, long, have to worry as, about as long as you possess a license. New new license year. Know. Just think right. when I put in for hunts, need a new the, license. The fiscal license year. No, not, yeah. Not the don't fiscal don't license if you don't yeah, draw. The, the don't ask for a refund. Sure. Don't ask for a refund on your no, hunting just, license. No, just take unless it and you're run. non-resident, right? Just take it and run. Just you, take it and run. You can't anymore. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, you can't. I did not know that. You can't. So yeah, they used, is it they just for to, resident or for non-residents too? Yeah. So they keep it. If you want to they put in, you get, you're getting, getting a license. Huh. Yeah. I'll have to um, think about that. I think I like that. I do. Huh. People complain. Talk about a if you if you remember, yeah, this off off the, the small game. But if you remember, uh, you used to be able to put in for everything under the sun. 
and not just pay. paying the application fee. I remember that. And when they changed to you had to pay everything up front, there was so much grumbling. I actually liked it because if you could afford to put in for it, you could put in for it. Mm-hmm. Means your odds change. Yeah, drastically. Yeah, I I I, I like that part. I do. Um, I'm I, I I'm, I'm on the of... I'm on the fence about the. I'm on the fence about the hunting license because non-residents that are going to be coming here specifically to hunt elk. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason that they're applying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have to purchase that hunting license and they don't get a refund. And I don't know what the cost is for a yeah, non-resident. Say, how, how it's like 30 bucks for us for, as a resident. Right. And I'm not I, well, sure what... Well, hunting and fishing, plus all the stamps, I think cost me... Well, with my hip and my yeah. griddle decks, I think no. it must be 61 bucks. No. So a general, a game hunting license, general hunting license, game hunting license that you everybody has to buy for the... Just to apply for a to hunt. To apply for a hunt is $15 for a resident. For a non-resident, 65 bucks. Yeah. And... Okay, so that's not exorbitant. No, no it's not. Necessarily. But again... And, and the person that has the money to apply for a non-resident license has that $65. I, I just don't know how much in favor I am of us. And I don't know. Maybe it's not going to cause anybody to not put in. Um, but I'm I'm not in favor of us doing anything that is going to. Yeah, I agree. Cause people to not want to come right. here and hunt. Right. Hmm. Um, and again, this is not, this is, this is one of those things. If you disagree with it, um, very easily you can you can get that changed. You just got to get enough pressure on the game commission. I'm also not sure that I care enough that to invested in it. <laughs> care, care enough to well, go, you say it's sixty five dollars, it. but I mean also, and granted, nine dollars isn't a big deal. The Hamav is you know yeah. five, and the habitat stamp is four. I mean, I don't know. There's it, been there's been heated debate about just. Giving everybody who buys, just including that in the in the cost of a general hunting license within the game and fish ranks and and within the state, um, the reasoning that they don't do it is because if they you do that, then you would be buying it over and over again if you choose to buy separate licenses. So if you bought a game hunting sense. license, right, and they and then included you fish, it, and then, and then you buy, buy fishing, fish, now you've paid for it twice, mm-hmm. right? So, well, and I mean, you might also have some people that you know, l- never leave their property and are going to hunt only private land. Yeah. And they, you know, so they don't need the habitats. They'll still need, you know, the, the Hamav because they're over 17 or whatever. We just, but. we just went chasing the grouse all the way down the wow. ridge. Holy so. smokes. We're totally off track. <laughs> all right. Get coming, back on. coming back to the, to upland game on. seasons. We talked about Eurasian collared dove. Uh, we'll start with the, the dusky, the rough or the blue grouse, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, September 1st, they start, um, they run through November 30th, mm-hmm. three per day, six in possession. Now, I think I want to touch on that, uh, that possession and, and, and daily yeah. limit because I dealt with it a lot when I was, when I was with the state. So you can, you can kill three today. Mm-hmm. And if you take those home and you eat mm-hmm. them, then you can kill three tomorrow and you can put those in your fridge or freezer, and then you can go and kill three more the next day, and now you're at your possession limit. 
you can't possess any more than six. And so in order for you to continue to get three per day, you're going to have to consume some of those, give them away, do something. And if you're giving them away, they need to be going with a yeah. donation slip. Donations, yeah. So that's, that's if, if we haven't explained that at, during some podcast up to this point, that's what that means. Quick question. Yes. Scenario. Mm-hmm. You're a hunter. I'm not. Mm-hmm. You go kill three. You want to go hunting again, so you give me those three. Yep. You go kill three more. You want to go hunting again, so you give me those three. You are now at your six possession limit. You Even cannot I'm receive not a hunter and I don't have a license, and it doesn't doesn't matter. matter. Six cool. in possession for anybody. Gotcha. Period. That's that's a good clarification. I never, I never. You thought don't of think it about that it. way at all. Yeah. yeah. I, the the possession limit does not. Can you give them to your wife? Sure. Nice. I mean, I've, I've downloaded with my parents, right? But you better do a donation slip. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No, uh, but the possession, <laughs> when you look at the statute or the actually the regulation for the possession limit, that does not have any reference to being a licensed hunter. Gotcha. It says six in possession, period. Um, so I, that, That's interesting. I, I, I never I thought mean, of that you know, distinction The reason before. I ask is because let's, let's say, let's say I'm, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know anything about hunting and you're just donating to your neighbor that has no clue and he's just stacking them up and mm-hmm. the hunter doesn't know that he's not eating them right. and now that guy's in trouble and he has no clue never bought a hunting license in his life mm-hmm. and i'm not making excuses or no. anything i'm just saying i can see that happening well i've run into that so yeah, especially so, with neighbors let me yeah <laughs> so let me let me put it to you a different way um you're fishing uh-huh. and daily bag limit for for trout is five. Mm-hmm. You catch four. Uh, and sorry, so daily bag limit of trout is five. Possession limit is ten. You catch four. Um, the guy next to you says, hey, you want mine? And he gives you, uh, you know, three. And then another guy says, you know, I'm not going to keep mine. And he gives you four. You're over. You are now, over. unintentionally, mind you, and most of the conservation officers will They'll come to this conclusion. They're smart guys. They do it for a living. But you are now unintentionally over your possession limit. Yeah, but you were a fisher. Yep. And to me, that's the distinction. That's that's the distinction that I'm making. All right, no. But what it's, I'm saying is the yeah. law does not make the distinction of whether or not you have a license. It just says six in possession. Sure. Period. And that's mm-hmm. where it's very mm-hmm. important for you to understand. So as a conservation officer. Yeah. Are you going to ticket that no. neighbor? That that's then that's my question. No. You know, I mean, no. I didn't think you would. But I'll tell. I'll tell him. Mean, I, he and, be, and the only way he that you're socking away, and the only way that you're going to find that out, usually for two the, years. Usually, the only way no that clue. you're going to find that out is if if the guy is a dirtbag, anyways, and you serve a search warrant on the house yeah. for something else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Usually. Yeah. Um, so so when did when did they change? Because and and I should know this, but I I can't remember. So. On small game and waterfowl, um, the possession limit used to be two times the daily bag limit, and now it's and now it's three times. No, is that correct? It's only two times. So um, three per day, six in possession. Okay. So, but, but waterfowl now is water is, is three times. Now, if you remember, that's probably going to have to do with what the feds are saying well, is okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That 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 makes a lot more sense. So. But, um, but when we're t- dealing with small game, and I mean, I think that's I think that's the point I'm making is you really have to be 
you know, you really have to be conscientious because, you know, quail is 15 a day, right? 30 possession, you know, blue grouse is, is uh, you know, two times of daily bag limit. Squirrels, two times a bit daily bag limit. All of those, you know, like the upland things are two times the daily bag limit. Where then when you get on the waterfowl side, everything is three times the daily bag limit. Right. You know, so it's, you know, 18 ducks on possession. And it, it's so, um, you know. It gets a little crazy. Yeah. So, you, you know, really got to pay attention to this stuff. <laughs> so, that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, we're recording a second whole oh, yeah, thing yeah, now, yeah. too. Um, I had paused it, but then I stopped it. <laughs> so now we're having two recordings. Technical difficulties. Don't know where That's we right. were at, but we know where we're going. We're still figuring we're, it we're out. We're about to talk about quail. 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 We're going to talk about quail now. Um, we're talking about how delicious they were. They me. are delicious. They were, when we were, while we were off camera um, during some of our technical difficulties. Well, let's talk about hunting them. Yeah. You can so. shoot them. Correct. Skillet shoot. <laughs> Shotgun. <laughs> Best Skillet way. Hopefully, shoot. hopefully you kill them and you're not chasing them across the, mm-hmm. you know, right. across the prey. Um, I mean, to a lot of guys, a lot of hunters, um, sometimes that's all they do. Yeah. I mean, there there are literally quail hunters. Yeah. When, like you would say, I'm an elk hunter. I'm a deer hunter. I'm a quail hunter. Um, I'm a quail hunter. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a mule deer foundation, a Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, and, you know, pheasants and quail forever. So, yeah. when I mean, it's just the way it is. People are just as serious about that as they are about elk hunting. When when we were kids, it was um, tradition for me and my cousins to go quail hunting every Thanksgiving. Hmm. Um, you know, it's a nice four-day weekend. Uh and back then, we typically had snow on the ground. We, we never had dogs. I think I've hunted quail with dogs like once in my entire life. And, and why didn't you do it a second time? Because that's kind of like the only way to do it. Uh, no opportunity. Don't, I don't okay. have the dogs and didn't know anybody that had the dogs. Right. Um, well, the but only... you're, you're proof positive that you don't need a dog. No, you don't. Um, and we got a lot of quail. Um, but one of the cool things, like I said, it used to snow back then. There would always be a little bit of snow on the ground, and you could track them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we did. Um, well, you know, a lot and, of times we'd have some the fresh snow. actually holds them, too. Yeah. So, you know, they don't run on you. They'll actually hold in the cubby. Yeah. Um, you're talking about there's, like, quail hunters. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had one member of my family, and he was a quail hunter. He had dogs, and uh, my uncle, you've met him, um, <laughs> and he had dogs, and... I couldn't stand hunting with him because he was, I don't know if you call him like the purest or whatever the, you know, Mm -hmm. you could only take two birds out of a cubby and then you had to leave and go find another cubby and all of that stuff. So, um, around here where you don't have a whole lot of cubbies of quail, (laughs) but I think that's in every signal, you know, of hunting and fishing, you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, you fish with some fly fishermen and, you know, yep. Dry fly only, yeah. You know, yeah. Super snobby. This fly is, you know, fisher, do, fly you know. fishermen can tend to get that way. Yeah. You know, and, and so can you know big game hunters. Absolutely, every, every, like, traditional know, to, to traditional it's, archers. It's, right, it's that tra- it's that you know progression of hunting that we always mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah, you know the limiting stage, the you know the trophy stage. Mm-hmm. You know, 
all that stuff. So, to me, I don't think that there's, you know, much wrong with that. No, absolutely you know, not. Gonna, no, that's you know, the that's the way you want to You know, the level of skill, mm-hmm. you know, that they can do. But the point is, is that, you know, you don't have to have some, you know, two thousand dollar dog nope. and two thousand dollar shotgun, you know, and and all of the skill and know how. Yeah. Um, well, not only quail, but you know, small game in general. Yeah, yeah, in general. Um, so talk about quail just a little bit as far as like bag limit and stuff. Okay. So uh, <clears throat> the quail season doesn't start till a little bit later here in New Mexico, November 15th is the start of it, but it does run through February Great opportunity. 15th. Uh, it's so it's a great opportunity. opportunity. It's kind of a about a four-month period there. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a four-month period during which about the only thing that's really going on around is going to be cow hunts, stuff like that. So it's kind of a slower Well, and, and like goose conservation order in February. Yeah. Well, for, for, you know, for snow geese. Arch- archery but, deer in January. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. it's traditionally kind of a slower time of year. Yeah. Um, right. The bag limit is 15 per day. Now, so let's, let's name the kind of the species of quail that we have in New Mexico. We have scaled gambles bob white and montezuma mm-hmm. that comes into play because right. of the bag and possession limit 15 per day of those through those four species except for montezuma you can only have five so uh if you you know are in an area that you have montezuma that five is going to be a part of that 15. So you would only have 10 of the others yeah. that you could have in your possession yeah. that day. I think it's a little bit easier in that respect, though, because Montezumas are found in completely different areas. Correct. You know, than, than scale and, and yeah. well, and scale and gamble, too, are, yeah. you know, completely different. So you would literally have to go from, like, you know, upper Sacramento Mountains, you know, to, you know, lower, you know, Roswell, you know, type prairie to get. Yeah. Like both species in one day, yeah. yeah, which is not unheard of. No, we, we and have, I mean, and you'd even have to go further east, you know, Portales, you yeah. know, Arch, Floyd, that kind of area to find bobwhites, right? Yeah, yeah. We have scaled and uh, gambles down there where I live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gambles really love that river bottom. Um, yeah, there's no bit. river bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that that lowland, the salt yeah. cedar, yeah, you know, that type of stuff where the scales yeah. are kind of up on that, you know. More Mesa stuff, mesquite, yeah. and that kind of thing. And so typical to most of the bag and possession limits, your possession limit's going to be double your bag limit. So it'll be 30 per day, uh, 10 Montezumas in possession. Yeah. So um, then you can, are we done with quail? Do sure. Want to talk more about quail? No. Other I mean, than they're delicious. They're delicious. We, I mean, roast them, we, we smoke them. We had a, re- ate a restaurant one time that um, they're their quail tasted just like steak. It was so good. Actually, their quail was better than their steak. <laughs> and their steak was delicious. <laughs> their steak was delicious, but the quail was better. Wow. Um, but uh, you get into squirrel. Um, talked about that a lot. Talked about that a lot. Uh, September 1st through November 30th, 8 mm-hmm. per day, 16 in possession. And you have four species of that, Aberts or the tassel deer, red, gray, and fox squirrels. Um, pheasants. So the, this one, you kind of, you know, it gets off on a on a squirrel path. You know, pheasant is not really, you know, a species that, I mean, if you were to compare it to South Dakota, 
Yeah, um, they're much better you know, places ne- to hunt Nebraska, pheasant than New Mexico. You know, Kansas. You know, their their pheasant seasons they're there known are, for it, right? And their pheasant seasons there are like our quail seasons here. Yeah. Um, but the the pheasant season here, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you got you know the rib in front of you there. It's three days, yeah. and, and unless you live in Valencia County and have pri- access to private land, it's one day. So it's actually four days. Oh, is it four? Is oh, it three shoot. days? No. Three days. You're right. It, okay. No, December four days. Tw- is it four? Yeah, 12th to the 15th. Yep, yeah, four, four days. days. The 12, 13, 12, 14, 13 yeah. 14, 15. So, so, so 12, a whole lot days. of fingers just came out right there. I know. It was like... <laughs> Good thing it was only four. We didn't have to take socks off. <laughs> right. Uh, so it's a four-day hunt statewide, December 12th through the 15th. Uh, bag limit, three males per day. It's, very, it's one of those mm-hmm. things where we talk about... Um, being able to identify, right. uh, not ID. just shooting the first thing that flushes. Correct. Um, it's three males per day, six in possession. Um, and this is, that excludes Valencia County. Correct. Valencia County has one day that you can hunt, December Correct. 14th. And, and it's private land only. Yes. Correct. So you have to have permission, you know, written permission um, from a landowner or be a landowner yourself in order to harvest pheasant that one day. Um, of the year. Yep. Hmm. So pheasant is pretty crazy around here. I mean. Pheasant's a, a tough sell in New Mexico. Yeah, absolutely. But and, that's why it's so know, important it, that we have those youth hunts. Right. So you have. To be able to provide that opportunity. Right. Yep. And so obviously the the draw that's coming up in August, um, those youth hunts, you know, the dates are actually different than what is the, you know, the, the, the public pheasant hunt on the Bernardo and uh, uh, wildlife management area and and the Huey. Yep. So, um, and I guess to, to kind of wrap all this up, just a, a reminder for you guys to pay attention where you're hunting. Um, you know your your land um, designations. Uh, if you're going to be hunting on state game commission WMAs, there are certain game commission WMAs that only allow quail hunting mm-hmm. and then some even more restrictive the wsu only allows it two days a week monday yep. and wednesday um correct and then you have your draw permits and all that stuff monday so, wednesday saturday and and waterfowl is the saturday. same way yep sorry about you that. know I missed that. you know bernardo la jolla um, yeah you know uh, the huey all those have you know day regulations and time regulations yeah and, but we're assuming just, you can just, read, just so, read, so you yeah. guys go figure that out. Do your you know, do your homework. Um, you know, with all the the stuff you know that's going on, it's it's not a normal you know game commission you know year yeah. and game permission you know rule adoption. Um, but I would still assume that that the uh, small game supplemental it'll uh, come out uh, rule and information booklet will come out in August. Yeah. Um, just like it always has, and yeah. it always comes out online first, yep, and then trickles its way on down to the you know your local Walmart and yep. yeah, and and all that. So and just I mean, what what a great opportunity just to continue to hone your skills. We talked about we've we've talked about on numerous occasions. You know, didn't draw a tag. I can't go hunting. Well, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. And not only that, uh, you know, we've talked about trapping. Every chance you get, a chance to get out in the in the woods and hone right. those skills and. Yeah, no, I think trapping's right. You know, right up there with it. Absolutely. Um, I think, and and again, you know, we keep saying it over and over, but just the introduction 
you know, to hunting in general. Yeah. You know, anything... take them to a point where they can make a mistake and learn yeah. from it. Mm-hmm. You and, know, and, and and still have success and still yeah. harvest an animal. Yeah. yeah. And even if you did draw out, I mean, these are these are great opportunities to to do those things, hone your skills, mm-hmm. spend time out in the woods with the kids. Um, all of these things, you know, it's great opportunities that need to be utilized more by more people. Absolutely. Dave, uh, any last words? Well, well, I won't say that. We're going to let you <laughs> well, leave. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to There's a firing squad coming right? up here or something. <laughs> We've already had shots fired, so, you know. No. Um, uh, guys, thanks. Anything yeah. you leave us with. Yeah just, yeah, just thanks for having me. I mean, you know, small game hunting bird hunting, upland, waterfowl, all that. I mean, that's that's really a, a, a deep passion of mine. And, and I wish people, you know, more and more people would, would participate in that and, yep. and realize, you know, what an exceptional opportunity it is instead of just brushing aside the fact that they, you know, didn't draw their 2B deer. <clears throat> um, you know, we or, didn't have or that their, problem. You know, we did. Right. We did. Or, or, you know, or their, their Gila elk. Yeah. Um, you know, we it's, did have it's that just, problem. you know, the opportunity out there and the fun that you can have and just the length of it. I mean, we're literally talking, if you include Encompass Small Game, you're talking September 1st through um, March 10th. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if you go all the way, you know, go for snow geese, right? So there's so many species in between that. I mean, that's. Shoot, that's what a hundred plenty opportunities. What one hundred and twenty days or one hundred and fifty right? days? Plenty to of hunt. opportunity to make your wives mad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, um, take her. Yep. Take her. That that that's the other thing. Just not not right you after know. you made her mad. No, <laughs> no, and put a gun in her hand. Probably not a good idea. But a, again, Valid it's point. it's it's an we talked about it. It's an opportunity. It's you know the thirty, you yep. know some dollars or whatever it is. You know, take her out. Yep. You yeah. know, have her shoot a 22. So, yep. guys, thank you. If Absolutely you ever want right. to talk about it again, if anybody ever wants to talk about it with me at all, you already said NM Duck Boy, you know. Um, Absolutely. Let, let's talk about it. I, I, I love that stuff. It's, it's so much fun. A lot of fun. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thanks for joining. Don't forget to hunt it forward. Adios. Adios. Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors Podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.